0: Hi,
1: Namita. Hey,
0: Michelle.
1: (laughs) I'm here with Namita M. Modi, AIA Lead AP, Principal of Modi Architecture and Design, LLC. Namita Modi, AIA Lead AP, is the founder of Modi Architecture and Design, a full-service architectural design practice focused on on private home commissions, residential development, and urban design collaborations in the New York City region. In her career, she has designed over 100 projects, a body of work that includes private residences, rural conservation prototypes, and sustainable compounds throughout the U.S. Her speculative design projects include ecologically driven installations for Open Air Lab, collaborative at New Incorporated, a museum led cultural incubator in New York City. She is co chair for the AIA NY. Um, Cran Knowledge Committee since 2019, where she has curated over several dozen programs that explore innovation in practice, design, and construction techniques emerging from custom residential design. She has served on several design juries nationally and has lectured at architecture conferences. She is also a mentor educator to emerging architects in her community and within a network of architecture schools in the Northeast. This year, Namito was appointed to the Dean's Council at Penn's Weitzman School of Design. She holds a B.A. from Barnard College and a Master of Architecture from the University of Pennsylvania and is a registered architect in New York, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Welcome, Namita. Quite an um, impressive resume. Thank you. As usual, I think everybody's resume is impressive. That's impressive. Yes. So are you getting ready for the holidays?
0: Um, yeah, well, the holidays are a little bit different this year for us. This is the first time we're not putting up a tree, um, which never happens in my household. So, but that means one less thing for me to do because we putting up the tree means me putting up the tree and getting the tree from wherever and getting all the ornaments from storage and putting up the tree. (laughs) So I don't have that to do because we're traveling actually this year for three and a half
1: weeks so hey okay. where are you going Australia you, want to say, you don't Australia oh my gosh
0: yeah,
1: yeah. super I'm, excited it's about we, we just went to we just went to a resort one time which we thought that was going to be good I mean it was close by but which we thought was going to be really nice because we thought that we would have like family members that would want to come because the kids were older And so we just got a little tree and like stayed there for a few days. And nobody, nobody from our families came to visit us. They just didn't want to have anything. (laughs) We thought it'd be nice. It was right on the beach and, you know, and there were pools and a basketball court and tennis courts. We just thought that they'd be, but they had no interest in it. But, But if we went to Australia, we wouldn't have to bring anybody with us. So that would be. There'll be no disappointment there, I'm sure. You'll have a great time.
0: Yeah, it'll be amazing, yeah. Yeah, hope we don't kill each other. (laughs) We haven't been together for three and a half weeks at a time for like uh, six months now, so it'll be interesting (laughs) with my kids, so
1: yeah. There's definitely um, a readjustment period that I've like noticed when... um, my daughter is the only one that's like kind of been in and out of the house, and there's definitely a readjustment period when she comes back. That is usually, you know, it's like we get into some argument about stuff, so and you know, I mean, of course, I love my kids. We get into some argument about something, and they right they they yeah. think that they should have all this input into stuff, even though you know they don't pay for any of it. But anyway, they don't pay for any of it. <laughs> Yeah. input about everything it just just yeah but I, I think that you end up remembering like the good memories of it you know the time right like we took a photograph of us like in front of the lifeguard station that we still have you know now that we have up around so it's I don't know it's it's just kind of nice it was different I'm sure you guys will have a great time yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it looking forward to yeah. it yeah so what are your first recollections of experiencing architecture? So I was um
0: thinking about this quite a bit because you know you always wonder how far back your memory kind of goes like do I remember because you look at pictures of yourself when you're 2 or 3 in front of buildings with your parents and you're like, I don't remember that, but I remember this photograph, right? So what is yeah. the actual yeah. memory that was created that you remember not from a photograph? So yeah. I had to I kind think, of think i about think it's that.
1: Three. I think it's What's three. That? I think typically people can remember actual have remember memories back to like three. Yeah. That's oh, I mean, if yeah. yeah. you talk to scientists, that's what they'll tell you. They don't really know anything about the brain anyway. So,
0: so in terms of ahead. my first memories of architecture, that that really made me like look at the architecture and, and wonder what that is. And, and even learn the word architecture was probably when I was like six or seven. Um, huh. I used to spend every summer as a kid going to India, visiting my relatives. Um, my parents, um, you know, they immigrated to the United States when I was two or three years old. First, we lived in, in England for a little bit, and they didn't like that and. Then we came to the to the northeast. Um, But my parents used to send me back to go stay with my grandparents and my relatives there. And I used to have the most amazing summers for about like five, six years of my life between the ages of like six to 12 or something like that. Every Mm -hmm. single summer. And we used to take these trips across the country and you know, like mostly driving or like on a bus or something like that. So one of one of the trips that I took was up to see some of my relatives in Gujarat, um, which is like on the you know the north, like central western part of the country. It's a very dry, yeah. um, arid kind of state, and Gujarat is actually famous for some of the architecture that's been built there, like um, step wells that are. I don't know. If Anyone who studied the ancient stepwells of India, it's like that's where they are. Um, It's also famous for this architecture school there um, that has a lot of collaborations with uh, schools in the West. There's also a lot of beautiful houses and buildings designed by pretty well-known architects there. And I went to visit my mom's aunt who was a, um, she's still alive, but she's not practicing, but she's pretty like um, well-known clothing designer. And she had this house that was the most amazing house that I ever saw in my life. I've never seen anything like this. And it was like a cross between something like, you know, Le Corbusier's Villa Savoie and like, something out of the Bauhaus because it had like this whole huh. industrial look to it and it was yeah. Yeah. it was a house that she worked in and lived in and she was uh, a widow and she was raising her family and she had like 10 like women there working doing all different kinds of you know things with the fabrics and then the 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 making of the garments and it was like the lo- the the main level which was like a three-story height like windowed um uh, atelier i would say practically huh. was was her was her workspace and then yeah. upstairs in the loft area and then the back of that is where they lived i've never seen anything like that in my life and i was so impressed by her that here she is, a forty-something year old. She's only forty-something years old. Her, she lost her husband, and she had this amazing, like, career. She was basically like, you know, making beautiful clothing and selling it all around the country um, and at trade shows and stuff. But her house was the most impressive thing I have ever seen, and I was so inspired by that. And I think maybe that's also why I got into residential architecture in the end because. It just moved me that some, first of all, a strong woman like that came up with this. I don't think back then I didn't think to ever ask her, like, you know, did you design it? (laughs) I didn't know what the questions were to ask, but I'm sure she had a huge say. I'm sure there was another, there was an architect involved, which came from that region um, to to build it. But it was like domestic architecture that I was most impressed by. Um, and then, of course, one might is, family- is it shandig is I mean, is Shandagar by there or not? No, Chandigarh is further yeah. north. I mean, that okay. was a, that's an interesting planned city that that's like further much further north in the Punjab area, okay. Um, so this is a little bit um uh south of that and kind of like like near the border of um uh, I guess like by Pakistan and like um Afghanistan, that area. It's all mm-hmm. it's on the mm-hmm. western right? it's very it's a it's dry and arid the state. yeah, huh. anyway, so that was the most that was the first thing I remember, like in terms of architectural space, I've never seen anything like that. Um and then my first several years of growing up in 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 this country, in the states, um, I grew up in New Jersey, but my parents would always take me into the city. my My dad used to take me. To museums uh, mm-hmm. as a kid, and so I was always impressed by all the museums in the city that I would see. You know, the Guggenheim and um, uh, the old MoMA. Um, yeah. Just open spaces. I've never seen open spaces like that. And and I think even like my aunt's, my mom's aunt's house was like this big open space, and and people weren't living like that in the, you know late 70s and early 80s, you know, people were living in small little rooms and compartmentalized. So I wasn't used to seeing anything like that. And that's what really
1: impressed me. Yeah. Um, On the East Coast. On the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually
0: we made it to the West Coast and other parts of the country. But my earliest recollections were things I I experienced um, either my summer travels in
1: India or on the East Coast. Mm hmm yeah where where things are small, like I grew up in Pittsburgh, so of course, like the houses, you know, I mean, now I go back and look and think like, oh my gosh, they're it's so small or like that and I don't think that i i don't I don't live in a big house, and I don't, but um, there's just more property it It just seems, you know, and and right, it was a two story house with an attic and a basement, right so. You know, it was kind of more, um, you know, and more division of smaller rooms rather than than kind of like bigger open space. More like you know, like the like in the '60s and '70s, they started to get in. You know, especially like with the case study houses and kind of opening up rooms, you know, to the outdoors and because, right? I mean, if you're if you're in Pittsburgh, it's like you don't really want to go outdoors. Like most, <laughs> I don't want that indoor house <laughs> because it's cold. <laughs> yeah. It's, Although Pittsburgh
0: has some nice parks and things like that, right?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I I
0: visited Pittsburgh and I was really oh. impressed actually. The, the first
1: time uh, I went that no, no, uh, long ago, I, actually. I, <laughs> no, I I know. No, it is it, it is a great, I mean, it's a great yeah. place to to be from, I think. But I mean, <laughs> bit it's yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I it's kind of one of those things where I don't um I would be, I would be a much different person if, if I had stayed there than I am now. I mean, I just, I just think I would, you know, staying there where, you know, but my family moved out here to the West coast. So, you know, my parents moved out, my mom and my stepdad moved out here to the West coast. And then I followed them a year later because I had graduated from high school. So we were kind of all together. It wasn't like I came out here on my own or anything. We were still like a family trip. So there's really nothing left for us in Pittsburgh. We don't really have that many, you know, much family or any, maybe a few people live there, but yeah, like we don't.
0: Um, yeah, most of my so, most uh, of my travels yeah. in those early years were just, um, you know, up up and down the northern northeastern seaboard, north and south, like just up across the the east coast, and that's usually oh, yeah. like, we had relatives come visit, and we were like, oh, let's take them to whatever, the Boston, let's go to Washington, DC, let's get in the car and and go. And so most of my travels were like that until um, maybe in my, when I was 13, that we took our first big trip to Europe. And then when my parents go to Europe, they go like all the way we did, like, I don't know, we did a six week trip. And we went to like, eight countries or something crazy and so that's when I was like overload of architecture I was just like wow what is this you know and and I was mostly impressed with all those limestone buildings in in Paris I was just like wow I've never seen such beautiful building after building after building you know just and it doesn't even matter like like who designed it or whatever they're all beautiful and beautifully kept yeah yeah I've never yeah. seen anything like that yeah yeah
1: Paris is beautiful. Yeah, Paris is beautiful. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So I mean it's one of the most beautiful. What what one of my friends is like when they finally went, you know, after they had gone to architecture school or whatever, you know, a while and it was probably, I don't know. Like right, he was in his 30s or something. He said, Oh, you know, it's like, oh, Paris, it's so beautiful. Now I know what people were talking about. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that many people could be wrong about. Oh no, you're wrong.
0: (laughs) Paris is not beautiful. Wrong.
1: It's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I I went to New York City when I was in the eighth grade. Um, yeah, the summer after eighth grade with Girl Scouts, you know, and, and I loved it. And then I didn't go. And then I didn't go back until I went to the AIA conference, you know. And then I went back there, and I was like, oh my gosh, like why, why do I not come here more often? Like I just. You know, I just love it. So, I don't know. I'd love to live there for a year, actually, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Yeah, I sort of take oh. it for granted that I live in this amazing city with just beauty around me. Like, I like my office. It's it's in one of those old gilded age buildings. You know, near the turn of the century, last century. And all mm-hmm. the buildings around my building are all of that style. And, and it's, you look at the cornices and all the, 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 like outside of my window. The reason why I took my office is because I have a statue of an owl. I'm in like. The top level of my building where all these arches are and in the middle of every arch is like a statuette of an owl. And when I saw oh my it, gosh. I like, this is auspicious. I have to take this space. And I took it two months before I actually needed it because I didn't want anyone else to take it. <laughs> so I, think so it's I, just, beautiful. I take it for granted. Yeah.
1: It's, it is. It's it's quite beautiful being in New York City. It's just oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And you have that traditional like paneled paneled uh, wood, but then, you know, or, or plaster, but then it's totally all white. I mean, I just, I just love it. I just posted a picture on Instagram because there was this one that I just kept on seeing this picture of ArcLenia. It was a kitchen on one thing, but like it's, it's, the, it's an old, right. It's just like an old classic room. And then it had this modern, just like Over-modern. strip of kitchen and, that, and you like, know, and i know and i just i just love the photograph i just like i've seen it like 3 times and now i'm like okay i'm like reposting this cuz i just like keep going back to that same photograph and just love it yeah um just the contrast of the old and the new and i don't know so um what are three classic buildings that you like and why
0: so I mean, classic. We can also talk about going back thousands of years, right? So, <laughs> so,
1: so it's, what, it's whatever you deem classic. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. Why, yeah so, it's not classic. Goal. It's classic. Like so that maybe people will know. Though some yeah, sometimes yeah. people will so say, "I and they won't know." Them. Yeah.
0: You know, in yeah. New York City, I have always, always, always loved the United Nations building. It's a very special building because it's the only sort of freestanding um tower that has nothing around it because it it can't right it has its own plaza so it it has a special like kind of unique situation um and that was one of the places that my parents took me to when we were young and and I thought oh United Nations. This is like, I've never seen anything like this because it has a very sort of like European um, kind of feel to it. I, I didn't know what that was. Everything else huh. in New York was like all like next to each other and, and tall and, and you know, different styles. And this has got like no style or like international style. I wouldn't say no style, but it's so different from any of the other buildings, and I'm like, oh my god, there's one whole wall with no windows on it. What's that all about? And when I took a tour of it, I've been there so many times. Like I've taken my kids, and I went there as a kid, and when people come, I take them. Um, it's just so beautiful on the inside. And what I love so much about it, it's not the, it wasn't the responsibility of just one architect. It was ten architects from like all around the world. Who put it together, wow. right? Because it's it's the UN. It's not just the vision of one country or one person. And you know, it's supposed to be um, a workshop for peace. The whole building, right? That's what they. That's what their motto is. Wow. And all the spaces inside are so interesting. When I was really young, I went in there. I just thought it was like so space age and like futuristic. And and it was only it was built in the fifties, right? But it just felt yeah. so. Yeah. thinking and, and they have this little like you know um you know non-denominational non-interfaith whatever chapel which was yeah, really yeah, chapel. Uh-huh. and something like nothing I've ever seen before and then where they have the forum is like it's just it it was something so futuristic. I thought I was like on a spacecraft or something like that. And I love that building. And I still love it today. People are always like, oh, well, I don't know. Well, why do you like that? And what's up with that blank wall? And, you know, what is it supposed to be? And, but to me, it just, it just represents this, like this coming of nations and like this, you know, 10 people had to come and 10 countries came to envision this thing. And and that to me, and also because it was in a style that has actually no historical precedence, it's its own unique thing. Um, mm. To me, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I love history, and I'll tell you, my other buildings are all historical, but this is the mm. the one with the with no references to history in terms of style, and that's why I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, that's one of the buildings that we saw in the eighth grade. I mean, was probably, I'm sure that it had to be right, like because we also went to broad, uh, you know, on Broadway and saw, and saw Greece. Like we're talking about 1978, but yeah, wow. but I mean, I mean, I, you know, I know that I'm sure that we had to go to the United Nations building because, right, that was like more about what we were supposed to be learning about as a girl scout as you know (laughs) yeah yeah
0: but but the materials in there I mean it's just so beautiful the the way they all come together and the details it's like an homage to like to to modernism it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful I love it yeah I feel like I need to go back there again now that I mentioned it I haven't been in a while yeah
1: right right.
0: usually I like to take some
1: I'll meet you there yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. You should
0: come. You said you need a trip to New York. I know. <laughs> we'll go to the UN together.
1: <laughs> I know. I also need, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a job represent. in New York to live there for a year. That's what. I yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, so another, what's the second one?
0: Another building that I love is, is, um, it's in Egypt. Um, it's the, uh, the The temple for Queen Hatshepsut, and um, so she, I, I, I saw this when I was a kid. My parents took me there when I was sixteen, and I mean, I visited all of Egypt, but the most impressive thing was this temple to this like, you know, f- um, woman, pharaoh essentially, and and I think she was like the only or maybe the second Pharaoh or something, but she like lived during a prosperous time. So she's remembered more than the woman who was there not during a prosperous time. But um, what I love about it is that it's it's this stone building that's carved into the side of a mountain. And it, it when you first look at it, it looks like the most modern thing you've ever seen. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, from like... 1400 BC or something like that. And it's old, super, super old. And this building to me is what I love about it is a story, a her story um, ah. about Queen Hatshepsut um, and how she pretended to be a boy for 20 years. So she can reign as an, as a, as a Pharaoh. And this kind of like crap she had to put up with to be a woman and you know, be a, be be in charge oh, of uh, the we'll entire kingdom, and she had to marry her stepbrother in order to get to that place. And you know, it's like the stuff she had
1: to do. Like, yeah, that would, that would not be. Yeah, that would that would be a uh, you know that would be a and non. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not even talking to me because of political reasons. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and I'm sure he never listened to my podcast but yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's and, yeah. and
0: I think she had the vision for it because she had an architect who designed it and I was just actually back and this is the reason why I I recall it so well not because um. I remember anything from the age 16 but we were just in Egypt last um last year around this time and I took my daughters there and um this is something I really wanted them to see because, you know, I wanted them to see this like fierce queen who like got to to rule during a great time and do amazing things. But she had to kind of, you know, hide as a boy or pretend to be a boy or a man so she can do that. And it's. um It's bold it's bold and it's a beautiful thing. I was looking, I was looking it up because I was trying to figure out which one it was. Yeah. Inside of a Like it's amazing. And then all the, like the carvings and the paintings, but it was all trickery. Like she did it. She had it made. So it, 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 that no one would know that it was for her because she was afraid that after she died, they would desecrate it and 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 remove and they people did try to do that you know but she Mm -hmm. was really smart and how she and tactical how she figured out how to do that and I feel very much that she was like the architect of it even though she worked with a well-known architect but you know a lot of the times our clients um they give us the vision right like we we execute it but it's like yeah. okay, you know, we put our name, we stamp and sign the drawings. But you know, it's sometimes some things are executed better than others because sometimes our some clients have better visions or just uh, kind of know what they want, and those yeah. things yeah. come out better those yeah. kinds of projects. And I feel mm-hmm. like she was very much that person with her architect. So I love, love. That. I don't, I don't know if I would call it a building, but to me, it's a building. There are interior Yeah, it's definitely,
1: it's definitely yeah. a building. Yeah. I mean, she was buried in it, right? She was buried in it,
0: yeah. yeah. But it's that they, they don't yeah. say they don't know exactly where she was buried because they didn't want you know people to come loot her tomb or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's just it's it's an amazing story. If anyone, you know, especially women, want to like you know want to read about a fierce queen, she's the one. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. The one.
1: Do you do you have photos of it then? Just send me photos. Do, if, did you take photos of it? Yeah,
0: when I was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send yeah. You photos. So that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah with my yeah. girls. Like when people, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I can always pick photos, but the thing is, yeah. if people have actually been to the building and taken the photographs themselves, then it's just yeah. it's so much better. Because, yeah. 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 You know. Then.
0: Yeah. I can totally yeah. send.
1: It. I don't know if yeah. I have card
0: pictures of the UN, but. <laughs> 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 you could I've turned pictures of something halfway around the world, but not something down the street.
1: <laughs> anyway. well, why would you take it? Because it's down the street, right? Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, it's a little more yeah, than I'm down be... the street, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, another building third one. Um, I have yeah. always loved um, was uh, the Arab Institute in Paris. Do you know the, the early Jean Nouvel building from like okay. the 80s? Yeah and uh-huh. um you know it's 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 like a it's a it's like a secular building that sort of represents just acknowledgement of like um like arab communities and just to get their art and culture out there that's what it's about but what i love about yeah. the building is it's like a box and it's like a a, a jewel box of technology from the from the 80s and so i feel mm-hmm. like it's one of the first buildings that i know of that started to look at technology in in that way of like you know dealing with the climate and 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 the sun and shading because mm-hmm. all those little things that are apertures it's like it's like lined with like hundreds of these little aperture things that like it um that open up and close according to the way the sun is hitting the building. So it controls uh-huh. all light and heating within the building. I think a lot yeah. of them, now, I think it's being refurbished because it's been a while, but some of them, many of them stopped working when I was there like five or six years ago. I noticed that they weren't working and they must have done a um, a renovation of it because all those things need to get fixed from the 80s but i just think it it's it's a great homage to technology and it's a really beautiful building these little like these little aperture things they're um mm. they, they look like something that those images that you would see um in a lot of like um arab um designs you know it's it's huh. got that like very intricate patterns but they actually function and it's it, I just the first time I went there, I was like, I just thought it was so. And the inside spaces are super cool too. It's just mm-hmm. again, it's another very um, modern building. I think it was ahead of its time in terms of um, technology and in terms of climate conditioning. It's like, hopefully, they can get all those little things to work again or, or I don't know, implement some, some new technology.
1: Oh, yeah, no, they will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I love that. Yeah. And I
0: think people don't yeah. really like notice it as much. I think when it first opened up, it, it was a big deal. And and then like, you know, I guess Jean Nouvel has done so many other buildings, but that's my favorite building. Not that I have to have a favorite building of his. It just happens to be the building I like. It's, it has nothing to do with him.
1: <laughs> you know, um, somebody else, the Joanna McBride said that her favorite one uh, was the... Um, was in his building in Abu Dhabi. I hadn't been there. she had just she had seen yeah. photographs, she had seen renderings of it before, and then yeah. she was like, oh well, I want to go see that building. And so she did actually go see it after it was yeah. built.
0: And 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 it was and it impressed her as much as the initial photographs yeah. and studies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm fascinated by like science and like technology and the motors. These were all motors that were put into this sort of, it's a kind of a Brise kind of um, mm. uh, apparatus. So it's like basically opening and closing the light into the building. And yeah, like for the early 80s, that was like pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> well, I yeah. think that, and I think also Paris. I think that they do have, even though there are like a lot of very old buildings there, obviously, they also are in the new buildings, are, you know. I mean, like the um the pyramid in the Louvre, right? I mean, and and one of my friends who's who's from France was just like talking about it. And of course, like it was very controversial, you know, when when yeah, it first when it was first. It. and I don't yeah. believe that they had built it yet when I was there, because I was there. Twice, like one in the Christmas of 86 and then then in the spring of 87. Um, But, you know, you have you also have like uh, Compadue Center, right, which is very which is very high tech, you know, especially for the day that it was, you know, that was very high tech. And then and then um, one of one of our professors actually in Copenhagen, they they did. um, They did the the. um, the building that's at the end of the boulevard that goes on uh, in La Défense. It's all the way to oh. the end of La Défense. And then it yeah. has like, it's like a big, a big cube, company. but it kind of yeah. goes all the way. You can kind of see all the way through it. And they yeah. did these different, and they did different um they had like technology in the windows where you could actually open up, right. You can open up the windows inside, but you can still like be able to, right. So you're in this big skyscraper or whatever, but you can yeah. still open up the windows in it. And then, you know, like the different technology for like the center part and, you know, things. So yeah, they had I done, they, had done they were, they, yeah. France yeah. is ahead on, on that for sure. Attacks. They've been yeah. doing
0: it for a while. It's
1: Yeah.
0: I, I just, I like the Arab Institute because it's like a, it's like a small building that's kind of like a little remote and it kind of has a little bit of a residential scale to it. Once again, this is, I think this is what I gravitate toward. Um, And I I was able to comprehend the whole thing because it was small enough to do so. I think I'm still like Pompidou center is still like, you know, a behemoth that I need to go back several times to figure (laughs) out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I, know. I know, I do, I do like. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, some architects are like, oh, you know, residential architecture or whatever, it's so insignificant or whatever. But I really liked what, um, I really liked what Tom Kundig, he had, he had actually said that same thing when we were in the Zoom call with him before he spoke and just how residential architecture is the, is kind of like the research and design lab for, for other bigger projects. And, yes. and I really liked that aspect of it. And I liked, you know, I liked your presentation that you did for CRAN that was all about, um, what, what was the, mycelium. what's the name of the
0: Mycelium. <laughs> mycelium yes yeah, mycelium. Yeah. but that's that that is one of the things that we we do believe Dennis and I when we started um the cran chapter one of our one of our focuses is what we call res arch lab which is residential architecture laboratory and we mm-hmm. believe like what Tom Kundig said is that mm-hmm. a lot of these things get get developed in residential architecture because we also have this you know ability to have these clients that also want to spend a lot of money on experimenting and, and, you know, designing this, this way. And they give us a lot of uh, freedom and, mm-hmm. I guess, resources to, to come up with these things that later will implement themselves in perhaps like larger scale, you know, buildings and projects. But yeah. Starts uh, kind of yeah. in residential work with that little. So we have this thing called ResArch Lab, and that's what the mycelium project is about. It's about mm-hmm. about looking at um, using mycelium in residential application that can pos- potentially become something in a in a larger application. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And I'll put a I'll put a link in the. Um, in the blog and maybe you can if you wanted to give me some photographs of your presentation there I can okay. do that okay. um so uh what do you like about being an architect
0: every day is very different from the, from the previous i i just i love there's there's no routine i just i i love having one day be about these five things I got to do and then the next day something completely different and then I'm at a job site and I love all the variety I, I just don't like the mundane doing of the same thing and I understand people have to do that in the early part of their career where you're just doing the same thing over and over again um or third but sometimes I, mean, I, I think, promise yeah. everyone who stays yeah. through it that you know mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do all these other things and have um the ability to sort of, have that variety every day and uh, yeah I mean I mean mean, that's the general thing that I like about the every day coming to work and having different things to do it's not the same every day but in general I just I love my clients I love um the kind of work that I do um I love the 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 rapport that I have with my clients, it's, you know, residential work is very personal. So um, I really get into the sort of nitty gritty of their, their everyday life. And it's like, I become part of their family. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I have this one client that I had more than 20 years ago that I worked with when I worked with Dennis and at his farm. And I, designed something, um, a house for them out in Northeastern Pennsylvania on her family land. And then Uh they called me back after I left. And with, you know, with Dennis's blessing, I was able to work with them again. And I've been working with them for the last five years. So I've seen like their children grow up and have children. Now she's a grandmother and it's like, Mm -hmm like I'm part of that family and there's always something because they have a compound. There's always yeah. something to be done on that property. So I won't be, I mean, like I finished one project, but I won't be surprised if I, ha- I get a, you know, another one. And I don't know, or in one of their other properties, you know, somewhere else in, in the country, um, you know, down the road. So I, I, I love my clients. I really appreciate them um, having, you know, the trust and faith in me um, mm. to design the most personal thing for them. yeah so that is what I love yeah. and that's why I'm that's why I don't really care to do other types of projects. It's like I love the residential work. Something else comes around. sure. and I think residential architects can do just about any other kind of project, but I don't think other architects that do just, other specialized work can be residential. It, no way. I know
1: as no, well as we do I mean, it. <laughs> right yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Oh. I mean, I mean, I can remember we were, there was one of, one of our friends, um, he worked at a big corporate firm and they, and they didn't do residential there at all. Right. And so he's talking about like redoing this stuff on his house and this other ar- architect and I are like, oh, I, I wouldn't do it that way. You know? Yeah. 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 We said like when he's like, oh no, it's going to be less expensive and it's going to be like so cool that we're like, I don't, I wouldn't do it that way. And then he ended up having to pay like three times as much because he didn't do it right the first time. Not he had to somebody yep. come in to fix it. And then we're like, yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> that's <laughs> the reason why we told you not to do it.
0: hire a residential architect, <laughs> please. <laughs> I know what I I can and cannot do. And I know when I need help, I hire that person for that.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Exactly. Right. We're not our own doctors or anything, but yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I love. You know, I was really pre-med before I went into architecture. So (laughs) it was interesting. I'm not one of those people, you know, people ask the question like, oh, did you always know you wanted to be an architect? You know? No, I didn't. Right. I'm one of those that didn't. There's a lot of people that say they did. Yes. And and um, I was not one of those, no. So it's like, I appreciate it more down the road now that I'm, you know, fully in it. But I was I did everything I needed to do to apply to medical school. Actually, before I've decided to switch gears and and go down the architecture route. <laughs> so yeah,
1: what kind? I mean, what did kind? You of know, you were gonna
0: always be an architect.
1: I don't. I mean, not an architect. I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't okay. think that but I would make close any money enough. I was like it. In, I yeah, was I didn't think that I wanted other, to, other because yeah. I'm not good. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed science, but I. But you know, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was younger, right? Because I liked I like dogs and I, you know, and, and but then but then I don't like the bad aspects of it, right? Like I don't want the dog to like die on the table yeah. or have to do gonna yeah, have to do that stuff, right? Yeah. And then and then that's kind of the same reason why I probably wouldn't be good in medicine because I because I'm not, I mean, you know, and having to deal with um with everything like the last several years, I'm like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be.
0: But, you know, medicine is not, it's not pretty because it's about people's lives and people die and all of that. There's blood, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's not pretty. And And, and that's why I was like, architecture is, Yeah. 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 I was like, architecture like is pretty. I yeah. want to always look at pretty things, which is also what I love about architecture is that like, what do you love about architecture about being an architect? I get to do pretty things, like beautiful things and and I get to see beautiful things all day long and you know research beautiful things. It's just yeah it, and it makes me yeah. happy, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, de- yeah, def- definitely about, yeah, it's definitely yeah. there's a lot more I mean, more if I ended up going in into medicine, it would
0: be like a lot of lot of ugly things every day, very
1: like, you know, but real, you know. <laughs> ugly. Well, like surgery, like surgery, like surgery fat, right? Because it's it's like doing things, you know, if it wasn't connected to any person, right? Which they're able to, you know, to like totally take that out of the thing, right? They're doing it right. Mm-hmm. It could be right? It could be a Lego model as far as they're concerned. It has nothing to do with the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that's, that's like always fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I decided to go. So I was pretty much new at like maybe eighth. Eighth grade or something. And I mean, I go back and forth to meet up. I mean, I'm like, I mean, I still do it now. Like, oh my gosh, do so I really want to be in this? Like, what else? But then I'm like, okay, well, what else would I do? What One else could I do? Is like, <laughs> yeah. One of my friends is like, uh, I think it's a little bit too late to to like start to do that. I'm like, it's not true. There's maybe something else. No, you can always be an artist if you're an architect. You can always be an artist, right? You know, it's yeah. just it's just being yeah. able to to find the time to do it, I guess, but I don't yeah. know. So what would you like to say about the future of architecture?
0: So the future of architecture, um, I, I always felt that even in the past, when one talked about, and I mean by, by the past, I mean like 20 years ago or whatever, 20 years ago when people asked about the future of architecture Um, I was, you know, I was a lot younger then, but I already knew that it's, it's really important to stay relevant in what you do and to make sure that architecture has relevance in people's lives. And I think it's really even harder now with AI and everything to stay relevant. Like hopefully AI will not Take over architecture. It was hard even before that for architects to be relevant, right? Because not, not everyone needs an architect for things. Everyone needs a lawyer, everyone needs a doctor. You know, you need certain, you need maybe an accountant, it gets a little complicated, but you don't need an architect until you absolutely need an architect because somebody tells you that you need to have these stamped and signed drawings. Otherwise, people just think they can do it themselves. So the future yeah. of architecture yeah. is a little tenuous, even more so now because of the fear of technology taking over architecture. And, and I'm a, I'm a positive person in general. I'm not looking at it in a pessimistic way. I'm thinking of mm. it like, well, how can we work with it and continue to make ourselves more relevant and take over, you know, to, to find, have the machines and have the technology use it, but to control it and and mm-hmm. still remain relevant and i you know that's that's the important thing about architecture in the future is to continue to stay relevant and i would tell anyone who's a practicing architect to always keep that in mind as you as you do what you do every day is just to keep spreading the the importance of what you do because the more you do that it will actually you know, reflect on people, people will, people will see it that way until you, if you stay quiet and you don't talk about and you just kind of shrivel up, you know, and don't put yourself out there. No one's going to know. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I can, I can remember. I mean, I guess, cause, um, you know, I had this, I had this thing about like, right. Like I was, a stay-at-home mom but I really wasn't a stay-at-home mom it's this I was practicing architecture out of my house right it's like and I and I started my own practice when after I gave birth and then when the kids got into school I was kind of like you know it's like I didn't you know people were kind of always kind of like oh you're you're an architect, you know, I mean, they're kind of like always surprised. And with your when you're with a bunch of moms, or even with your bunch of parents or something, you kind of feel right, they're kind of like, oh, you know, they don't, they don't really know what it does. Maybe some people know what, what you do. But you know, it's like, oh, you draw plans, or you don't, you know, it's like always kind of, or they you say, know, "Oh, like, that
0: must be you do fun! These. You get to be creative all the time." Like, all
1: the time, all the time.
0: <laughs> I'm like, listen, I send out invoices. I do
1: schedules. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, you know, I mean, I mean, you and I, big We we design the interiors along with the exterior, right? And I think that some people are like, "Oh, you're just doing the exterior box or something," and then you know, oh, an interior designer would do that. And I said, well, no, actually like we're, we're designing from the, you know, outside in, inside out. It's like more like the way that I was trained was kind of more the European approach that you're like designing everything together. And it's not just about designing a box and then somebody, somebody else is, is uh, is decorating the inside, you know, like you would right. a dollhouse or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, but, but I did decide like, okay, I'm going to start just telling everybody that I'm an architect and still even, even now, right? I mean, this is like 20 years, 20 years ago, I decided like, okay, I'm going to be telling everybody that maybe, maybe 15 years ago, I just said, okay, I'm going to tell everybody that I'm architect. And then, and then even now it's like, I'll say something like I saw people with this holiday in the village thing or whatever. And I said something about being an architect and they were like, Oh, you know, there was somebody from the church that I've gone to since I was sixteen, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, I I didn't know you were an architect." And I said, "Oh, well, did you know that my ex husband was an architect?" And they're like, "Well," and some people would be like, "Oh, yeah, I knew he was right." But that and that that's kind of like the whole premise for I've never met a woman architect before because all these people would be like, "Oh, I didn't know you were an architect," and that's um, you know, that but lot, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that we. We just need to like be out there and and I mean who cares if somebody like says, Why are they telling me that? You know, <laughs> we still need to keep saying it anyway, in order because you yeah. never know who your clients are, too, you know, or who you'll get referred to, or they'll say, Oh, you know, I like the way they do that, or I like the way that they solve that problem, or I like the way that, you know, well, like, I like interacting.
0: Gotta- yeah. yeah, we are problem solvers. Right. We don't just solve problems for we we're just that's the way our brains work. Right. So we can do that for other things, too. And we we should be, you know, on city councils. We should be sitting. We should have positions, you know, outside of just what we do, like, it, you know, on municipal boards, on what just making decisions about things that happen in the country you know just yeah definitely you should be involved in every every committee everywhere and that's the only way we're going to stay relevant because otherwise Mm -hmm. if you never met an architect you don't know what it is right and you're going to meet them you're going to be going to like a Planning meeting or some like community board meeting, and that one of the people who's sitting on there is the chair, and they're an architect, and so then you then you know what that is. I don't think we do you enough. Of so that. much better.
1: I mean, like I was I was a planning commissioner for twelve years, you know, so it was like three terms, and and you know, and people were like, "Oh, did you do about work?" And I said, "Well, no, I really did. I I really never got any work from it." I said, "Maybe people know. Maybe I got like a few projects or whatever because I." But it was more about being able. To make decisions that I thought were going to be relevant to the future of the community, right? Like as far as coming up with the accessory dwelling unit, you know, right. the different roles right. that we thought that we should be having for them, about, you know, about um, the specific plan that we had, about, you know, one of the one of the decisions that we made is like, okay, where are we going to put transitional housing for people? Because, you know, even though. They were, you know, there were supposed to be transitional housing, you know, an area for transitional housing, you know, somewhere in the community. It was like there wasn't, there weren't certain areas or a certain piece of property where we're like, okay, you can put transitional housing there. And that's, and that's important, you know, that's important that we have those places in the community and that we have house, you know, we have housing for everybody and that we don't have people that are like, oh my gosh. I don't want, I don't want a bunch of housing. I don't want a bunch of apartments here. I don't want a bunch, you know, because that's what ended up happening for so many years. And, you know, that's the reason why the state of California is a million units behind in housing, right? It's like enough of us weren't making more of those decisions on a greater scale. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's how you stay relevant. I mean, I would tell every single architect to not just do what you do in your little box, you know, with what you know, it's like expand out and try something different and, and put your architecture hat on in another place and, and, you know, your problem solving hat. Um, and, and I think that's how we can continue to stay relevant. That's, that would be the future. That would be a future. Yes.
1: Mine. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. AI thing. I mean, what I find kind of interest is like, I'd like to see, and I don't know, maybe you've seen it, but, but like right now I'm only seeing AI that, that architects have, have put in. I want to see like what it would be if just the average person, right? I mean, if the average person is putting in those prompts or something, are they getting the same, are they getting the same output or or is it totally right? Because yeah, because I'm looking at saying like, oh yeah, that looks that looks pretty good, you know. Yeah. But it's like if has that architect, you know, would it be the, prompts, the,
0: the right the right, right Exactly. <laughs> yes. They put yeah, the word glazing little... in there. Nobody else uses that word, <laughs>
1: right? right? So that's yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what I want to see. The and coins. you know, of course, some of the things. Like what's the right?
0: point? <laughs> Yeah. I just taught a friend of mine. We were playing like a uh, we we're playing Scrabble over the the summer, and um, uh, one of the words that you know because the Q is the hardest, like, and the U, like, you got to get those together to make a word. Yes. and she yeah. knows like her vocabulary is so many words with a Q. And I taught her coin. She goes, "Oh my god, I'm going to use that one every time I play this." <laughs> and I'm like.
1: Only comes from an architect, right? Isn't it 13? Is Q is a Q 13 or is it 13 points? Which one is Yeah, you get a lot of points for that Q. Yeah. Okay. Was there is there anything else that you wanna say? What do you what do you so what are you guys gonna do for New Year's then? We're gonna be at the Sydney Opera House. You are so maybe that'll
0: that'll top one of the buildings is one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be bringing in the new year, like one of the first people in the world doing it, <laughs> besides the people in New Zealand. <laughs> we're going there too, but afterwards, yeah. Yeah, it's, we
1: oh, have a, like oh. a,
0: a gala um, concert inside the, uh, the opera house, and then we're going to see the fireworks after. So it's going to be very nice. Yeah. Very exciting. That's great.
1: It sounds great. And if somebody great. asked
0: me like, what were your most memorable fireworks you ever, I'm like, I don't know. I never go see fireworks for new year's Eve, but this year I'm doing it and like in style, you know, it's like, it was never something I cared about. I was like, whatever fireworks.
1: You know, <laughs> You know, we, we grew up in this small community, but the thing is, is that in Pittsburgh, they have like this. I I mean, I think it's outside of Pittsburgh or whatever. They have this huge firework, uh, family that just like makes all these fireworks. Everybody gets these great fire. So, so we were in this small community and we always had these great firework displays. And I had told, I had told my ex one time, like, oh yeah. I said, well, there were, you know, any anytime that we would see a fireworks display, I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's like, not really like a Pittsburgh one. You know, it's really, it's not like a Dormont day one because Dormont day was like the July 4th. Right. And I said, oh, it's okay. And he was like, what? I can't believe that like that small community would ever have. And then Then one year we were there, we saw it. He's like, okay, it is really good fireworks. (laughs) I mean, but it's on par with like any major city. So it's like, I'm sure fireworks in New York, but I don't want to stand around with a bunch of people
0: (laughs) to see them. I'm like, you know, put me on a roof or something like that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I definitely don't.
0: That's definitely not been. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like Times Square is I've never been to Times Square my whole life. And I never plan on it (laughs) for for, for the fireworks. But I'll go to the Sydney Opera House. (laughs) That's definitely, yeah, the the
1: Sydney Opera House. You're going to have a great time. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that'll be great.
0: But no Christmas tree this year.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: No Christmas (sighs) tree this
1: All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'll stop the, I'll stop the recording. Thank you so much, Namita. Yeah.
0: Thank you. It was nice chatting.